Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Sour and Sass. Very excited today to be meeting with the CMO of GTM Hub, Jeremy Epstein. Welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me here. No, man, we're excited to have you. Now, I got some heavy-hitting questions. <laughs> right in the By the way, that intro music is money. Oh, that's, yeah, the creative team here is awesome. They do yeah. a lot of fun stuff for all the live shows and kind of bringing the content to life. It is sour and sass. Let's do this. I'm ready. Are you ready? I've been so excited for this. I can't even tell you. And it's the greatest idea ever. <laughs> oh, that's oh yeah. Okay. Nine o'clock in the morning, just chowing down on sour candy. Let's do it. All right. You've got a lot of plans. And they're kind of based on maturity. So if I look at your pricing page, You've got a lot of plans, and it looks like pricing tiers are based more on maturity than feature set, at least on the initial modeling. So how are you thinking about pricing kind of at GTM Hub, and kind of what's the logic between having you know so many plans? I think if I looked, I think you had at four, correct? I think four plus enterprise, or no, three plus enterprise. Three plus enterprise, yeah. Yeah, and then it's not a huge feature difference so much as it looks like a maturity difference. So like you're fully committed, you're slightly committed, you're kind of committed like based on your journey in OKR. So how are you thinking about pricing and why based off of like maturity around the concept that your software supports, I guess? Yeah, great question. I mean, look, you, you I, OKRs is as much as a mindset as it is a methodology. And in fact, about 70% of first time OKR implementations fail because people haven't really it makes selling the software a little bit more challenging because people haven't really accepted the, the massive shift that's required from the old industrial nine to five office efficiency mindset to this, you know, work anywhere, anytime outcome oriented mindset. So what we yeah, tried right, to right. do is don't tell me workplace environments, right? Where exactly. Like, you, I mean, you either hit your number or you didn't fam. Like, let's talk about it. I mean, that's what I tell my team. Like, I don't, I have people in seven different countries and I'm like, look, I don't care where you work. I don't care when you work. I mean, if you have a call at noon, you should be there. But this is about outcomes, man. It's not about me micromanaging you. and It's not about the office. So what we try to do is really create plans that allow people to, you know, be where they are, meet them where they are. We realize this is a journey. And so we want to help you begin your journey because everyone is going to use OKRs by the end of this decade. Everyone, whether they use GTM or have not remains to be seen, but we want to give them the option to be, you know, be where they are, give them that plan and get, get comfortable. And then eventually they'll progress in their journey. So let me maybe unpack what you articulated there and take turn into a hypothesis of what you're trying to do from a marketing standpoint. So the hypothesis is, is you can decrease your churn by lowering the burden on an organization if they're new to it. And so it doesn't appear as if they need to cut you out before they had enough time to frankly get it adopted and still let you do product-led growth with self-onboarding. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely one way of looking at it. Um, I'd also say, wow, this sour stuff really works. Um, I'll say, look, you know, because OKRs are a mindset and you are looking around getting to this outcome mentality, for some people, measuring the quote-unquote ROI is challenging. And as you practice OKRs, I mean, I call it OK religion. As you adopt the religion more, yeah. you start to see the value in that grows. 
So we want to give you those hurdle rates where you're sort of like, okay, I don't have to hit this huge number. Oh, now I see how much value there is. I want to expand the number of seats, expand the features, do more integrations, have customer success, technical success teams, all of that kind of stuff. So we just want to make it easy for you because everyone can benefit from it. I like that. Now, before I'd ask more marketing questions, I'll give you a little maybe a GTM hub moment to talk about yourself. <laughs> I was on Ally. Um, good software. I got no real complaints with it. Um, why is GTM Hub better than Ally? Uh, and, and like, because like to me, just so like, I've I've like, I run our OKR, so I set the objectives and the key results for every department, and I put a lot of time and effort to it. And I've come up with our methodologies. I know why it doesn't work. Like, I like to set key results as ratios instead of individual, so I can set fewer KPIs, but then measure more things. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like a hack, right? Because the problem with a lot of times with OKRs is you had an objective. But the objective isn't connected to the North Star metric of the company. So you have a dissonance there. And then the key results aren't connected to the objective. And there's dissonance there. And then managers don't know how to have their direct reports focus on one or two things. So you got five key results, an objective, and then that objective doesn't even connect to the North Star metric of the business. And there's a lot of fragmentation. That's some of the gaps I've had to overcome after rolling this out for about four quarters and build my own methodologies like, Hey, you're only allowed to have an objective and the objective has to be the NSM and you're only allowed to have two key results, period. And like tightening, tightening, tightening. So what is GTM Hub to help people who maybe aren't like me and spend an ungodly amount of hours rethinking goal setting? How do you maybe help someone do that naturally? Yeah, great question. I mean, look, everybody in this space has uh, brings their own perspective to it. I think for a couple of things that we try to do differently. Uh, number one is we try to make it um, as intuitive as possible or as helpful as possible for them, for people to set their own OKRs. I mean, I, I will tell you that the, the, the most challenging weeks of my quarter, the last two weeks where I'm helping myself and my team set their OKRs, designing the OKRs is by far the most challenging thing, as you know, number one. So we have an OKR design score algorithm that help, that basically gives people ratings and feedback on the clarity, the effectiveness of their score, number one. Number two, um, our alignment tree. Basically, what it allows you to do is to see visually how what you're doing affects other people in the organization, what the statistical correlation is between my OKR, your OKRs, or other people. So you actually know, if I do this, will it have a downstream consequence against the top level, um, you know, most significant things? Number three, integrations. We don't want to change where you work. We don't want you to use new systems. What we want to be able to do is is stitch in any system that you're currently using. So the architecture of GTM Hub is such that right now we support more integrations than anybody else in the industry, over 150. And we can pretty much integrate anybody within a matter of hours or days. So I think those things, enabling users to build the best OKRs possible, helping the entire organization align horizontally, see the relationships between OKRs, and then to have those retrospectives to make improvements going down the road, and then integrating the platforms and tools people are already using and comfortable with so that they can really um, understand how the business is working today and make those adjustments. You know, that plus the fact that we have companies like Societe Generale, you know, CNN, Adobe, Red Hat, big companies all the way down to small SMBs who are using us in, you know, a thousand over a thousand customers in 80 different countries, you know, we, we let the market speak for itself. I love that. No, and 
I think along that line, I have a question for you because I thought this was interesting. You, you know, you're doing self onboarding for the most part, try free, but I would imagine, you know, for your gross margin, your cash on hand, and just the financials of the business, you want to get more red hats. You want to get more CNNs. You want to get more of those large average order value type users that are going to right. frankly, once they get you integrated, it's really hard to churn, right? Like it is because you're into their culture now of how they run their management organization and managers don't look good if they change how they do goal setting all the time. Right. So there's a really nice piece there. Yet you're kind of doing this try free self onboarding. Do you find it difficult? And what are some of the things you're balancing as a CMO between having this self onboarded product like company with low plans? So you have to have a low at CAC, frankly, for 90% of your customers, yet the 10% you probably really want deep down from a financial standpoint, you aren't able to totally market to because like, I can see what you've done. You've turned down like your very educational entry level. Let me integrate your mind into what OKRs are in the way you're doing your content. Yet your ideal customer probably already has experience with OKRs to a certain extent. So how are you juggling that? I, I find it such a difficult thing. I mean, it's a, that's a phenomenal question, man. We're really digging in. I'm, I'm not going to, this is not what it was like. I, you did. I, I thought we'd have like a little bit of a like fluffy podcast, but none of that bullshit. This is legit here. No, this is, yeah, we're getting real on strategy, man. This, this is, is sour and sass, man. Yeah. We're doing it. Okay. A couple great, 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 great angles in there. Look, number one is, and a friend of mine who worked at a big enterprise company, a SaaS company told me, he's like, look, 60% of my enterprise leads came through the product. You know, enterprise buyers are users. They want to be able to touch and feel the product. So for us, I want the product to be that, you know, self-guided demo. I want it to be intuitive. I want it to have a great experience. I want people to say, like, okay, yes, because you do know that despite everything we're saying, people do judge the book by its cover. Fine, come in, use the product, see how it works, understand it, feel it. That's going to be a, a critical part for us, number one. Number two is, you know, I don't think I agree with your statement that most of the enterprise customers have tremendous experience with OKRs. They've heard about OKRs, but they haven't really like adopted it. It's made it part of their culture. So we have to help them understand that the best way to do that is through the product. You know, so and, and third thing is a lot of my marketing depends on everybody else. Right. You have friends who work at big companies. You have, you know, your, your sister-in-law works at wherever. And it's like, hey, I use this product. This could be good for you guys. And that's how this happens. Most of the, you know, most of the marketing I want generated is through word of mouth. That's how I'm going to be the most effective over the long haul. So the product is the single best thing I can rely upon as a CMO. Because I agree with everything you're saying. There's this little thing I, I'm hinting at, I guess. I wasn't exposed okay. about your brand is more SMB and the way you articulate and educate is more SMB in my opinion, as a guy who looks at SaaS websites for a living. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm saying that's like this really tough thing you're juggling. And I just want to hear from you. How do you juggle the fact that you're right? OKRs are early to the market. You need to be educational and you need to help, but you also can't seem as if you're not the elite at it. Right. So it's kind yeah. of like, do you know what I mean? Like, it's like concur and expensify. And I know that sounds like stupid because it's like that, but all the enterprise use concur, even though it's a crap product, because you feel like once you're at Marketo and HubSpot, everybody uses Marketo, even though HubSpot's better. And I think we all know that, but there's like this thing that you graduate from HubSpot to Marketo that I, it's just that like, you know, it's like when you graduate from Shopify to Magento, you drag, graduate from WordPress to Sitecore. 
How are you positioning yourself or thinking through how do people not graduate from GTM Hub when it, it seems like the marketing is so early adopter, if that makes sense to a certain extent? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think you probably, if I'm really, since we're on Sour and Sour, it's like, I'd say we're actually much more enterprise than our presentation. And this is on me and we've been shifting. So, um, you know, our strength is enterprise because of the architecture of the platform um, and the, the integrations and the clients and the size of the installations that we've done. I mean, we've done big, big installations. You know, your criticism is fair. And I think it's something we've been working on. But to, to your point, I think we have to find that fine line between being able to, you know, like Intercom did, for example. Like, how do you find both sides of that market? And, you know, maybe we overcorrected one way and then we're going to do it. But well, I saw you had the partnership program because I was like, so I saw what you were doing. That's why my brain was conflicted because I'm really evaluating it. And I'm like, okay, they're more enterprise than they look because nobody who's not that enterprise puts partners in their freaking menu because you need a management consulting practice if you're enterprise to roll out change management to goal set because of how hard that is across so many departments globally. So I'm like looking at the whole thing and that's where my brain was like, okay, I'm going to ask Jeremy, like, what is he really doing here? Because it's almost conflicting with itself. And I'm genuinely curious. Like, yeah, you actually, I mean, if, if, if this thing ever doesn't work out for you, you can come work for GTM hub. We'd love to have you. Um, but I think you nailed it. We're, we're in fact the only software provider in the world that has no services component. You look at every single other player, they have a service component. We think that that's the wrong way to go. To your point, you can't do this without a great partner change management component. But we yeah. we don't think you can be both a services and a software company. No, so can't. we're just going to focus on a platform for scale and build the largest network. We have over 100 partners and we're growing at a ridiculous rate large partners all the way down to just people who've been in the OKR business for a while. So I think you're picking out the right things. The thing that we've been, if I'm being honest, trying to, I don't want to say struggle with, but we've been trying to refine is how do we present it in a way that's actually true to our brand? We want to be, you know, professional, but have a personality and too many of the enterprise have no personality and that's not how we roll. I love it. No, I love it. And, you know, for me, you know, we had to work with all these, publicly traded or mid-market companies similar to yourself who are like in high, we don't work with anybody who's not in high growth or like already leaders kind of in their spaces and it's the same issue i think for everyone is they go through these life cycles of their organization where this was our audience getting started this is actually our strength how do we navigate that positioning at the end of the day, it's really because it's not just the visual positioning of the brand it's the educational positioning of the brand like, are we positioning ourselves for a fifth grader or a seventh grader, but we right. can't go past that, right? And, right. Or is the sweet spot six? And it's tough. And I feel like I see what you're doing, and I'm like yeah. looking at him, I'm like, he's doing this delicate balancing act. And so along that balancing act, what's the marketplace? Like, what, how does the marketplace fit your strategy? I, I'd love to, like, I was trying to put this all together, and I couldn't connect it. I didn't have enough time, probably, is the other way of looking at it. But can you explain to me what marketplace does for you? And like what you think other organizations maybe should be thinking about with marketplaces? Yeah, sure. The marketplace, that's a great question. The marketplaces, you could think of it like the app store for OKRs, right? So if you come in and you're like, hey, I'm a, the, the challenge, what's interesting about OKRs is also the marketing challenge, which is that there's not one customer profile. It's a mentality. It's somebody who thinks horizontally. How do you think about alignment? It's not just, oh, I'm just the CMO. We're not Marketo just for the CMO, right? 
So what have we done? We've created the largest marketplace in the world to allow any function to come in and say, okay, I'm a finance person. Let me see a template to get started to write the best finance OKRs. I'm an engineering person. Great. I'm a VP of engineer. I'm a product person. I'm a sales executive, a marketing executive. Go in, you click it, boom, you're off and running and you have that template from which to build. Because as we said before, writing the best OKRs is the hard part. So we're going to help you and give you some of those templates that have been built by some of our partners so that you can actually go. And that way you sort of have that turbo boost right when you get started on the platform. Now, a lot of people like Airtable, um, Cal's brains, for my brain clinking, but let's say Airtable, Zapier, et cetera. They've grown through their templates and done a lot of product-led growth. Yours though are behind a signup and on a subdomain and don't go to a landing page that could rank organically. Is Are part of your strategy to maybe bring that marketplace into more of a landing page environment so you can lower your CAC and then create like better product integration between organic and product. So it's not yeah. like informational and bottom, but more functional. Yeah. I mean, I look, man, this is like, uh, I feel like I'm, I'm standing here naked in front of you. So that's great. Um, <laughs> Sorry. I, I, I like no, uh, good, interviews so people get new and you know what I mean? Like this is what, if you're listening, it's so you don't hear another, like Jeremy, tell me more about your story. No, it's, it's fantastic. I mean, if I was on the other side of this show, I, it, it explains to me why you have one of the best shows in the business. Like it totally <laughs> makes sense to me. Um, <laughs> You know, I think we're paying off some technical debt right now. You know, when you grow as quickly as we do, um, or we've done, I mean, we did our Series B back at the end of December. We grew 4X basically last year. I mean, you, there's only so much you can do. And so we have these decisions. And then again, on our side of the house, it's like, well, where do you prioritize? You know, and I think I shared with you before, my marketing team at the beginning of 2021 was three people, me and two junior marketing managers. At the end of this month, I'm gonna have 26, right? That's just marketing, right? So we've been growing really, like 24 people on my team have been with the company for less than six months. And yeah, so- Yeah, all ramp, let's be honest, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I mean, despite that, I mean, it's, 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 I feel like the, the website is sort of the, the thing that I wanted to do almost last, even though it is the front page. And so, cause there are all these landing pages that you don't see, obviously. So people are coming in through the landing pages, not necessarily the homepage. So, you know, again, I'm paying off the technical debt. Trust me, it's, it's, it actually, we have a new website coming out next week. So hopefully it'll meet your exacting standards in terms of the story we're trying to tell. No, I love it, man. I'm just getting excited about it because I can see how successful you've been and why. And they, like the way you're thinking about OKRs, how you do it and like the logos you have, I'm just trying to connect it all from like the consultant's perspective, right? As the guy who does this part for a living and trying to see it. And I, I actually genuinely really, really like it for content for you. So this is kind of like, you know, when you think about content, the, how much do you want to invest in your blog? Like, do you see it as a significant driver of revenue for you over the next totally. year? We have the best blog in the industry. I mean, it's just, we have we have a program we call Voices of OKR. We get the best practitioners and the best influencers. For us, I don't want to use the blog to ram ideas down people's throats. I want to use our blog to basically create a platform for practitioners to come together to share. Because OKRs are hard, man. They're yeah. hard. I want people to know you're not alone. Other people have made mistakes. Here's what they've learned. This is a platform. And the blog is just a very transparent way of explaining that and creating a community, which we've done. We have a tremendous community 
Of oh, OTR that's on members. my list. I got you. I saw it. That's on my list because I love that. Because my point here is like, okay, so when I did all my research and I'm trying to learn OKRs, now I guess I do need to tell you, I didn't discover you. So I want to tell you that because I wish I had. Because I, I'm stuck reading the like, what are OKRs? How to set OKRs? And they're all from someone who isn't a CEO of a 131-person company setting OKRs. They're all from like a consultant 10 years ago type. Like, and it's very – it's not like it, – the content's written by a guest writer, not someone who practitions. Right. And so it's, I ended up building up all my own methodologies. And I did that like for my executive team in our like offsite. It's like here's our new methodology behind OKRs that I did from setting it for four quarters. Like, here's what's worked for us. Here's right. what happened. Here's how we can do better. But it wasn't like that content exists. So I love that you're doing it that way. It kind of reminds me of the Moz blog. I don't know if you remember Moz. Oh, yes, yeah. Right. Back in the day. They did yeah. a great job getting guest authors who weren't like journalists but practitioners to like share real in the weeds like tactics and I thought that was brilliant. Well, that's our, I mean, I'll give it away. That's our content. That's our events. I mean, that's what we do is like, people don't want to hear from me. They don't want to hear from GTMO. They want to hear people at the world's largest companies, how they're doing it. How are you implementing OKR successfully? What are the things that you're thinking about? And so that's what we've been doing. I mean, it, it just, I love you know, that. I'm disappointed that we didn't show up at the top of your list, but I understand it because part of that's what we've been fixing over the last six to 12 months. Well, you guys are new to it too, man. Like, I genuinely like I. How? What did you guys start getting real traction? Like, do you think? Because I went. Because I did a lot of this research for the competitors and stuff. I'd say, uh, early twenty twenty. Yeah. So okay. Well, then I'll just say I've been enrolled for about fifteen months. So let's just go with that. But you know, we didn't real in the last year. The amount of traction we've gotten has been just tremendous. We continuously have our biggest revenue months, our biggest MQL months, our biggest MQL opportunity conversion month. And, and in the last year, we've re- and, and I mean, look, COVID has been horrific for everybody, but from an OKR perspective, as we move to this remote or hybrid workforce and you're trying to figure out how to do it. So that wave's been riding and we've been talking about those issues. How do you deal with this and how do you keep people aligned, feeling connected, feeling like there's meaning in what they're doing, seeing how what they do has an impact, all that's connected. I mean, a year ago, I wish I could say we were in the in the game and we were getting that top level awareness. We weren't. But now if you look at who's coming, like we are in every conversation. And now we just have to prove that we're the best. So if you had to take all your channels of marketing, uh, and I think it's an interesting way of looking at it, and you had to cut all of them out except one, what do you think is the number one driver for you that you believe in the most today, tomorrow, and the future? I mean, it would be, it would be, a, it would come down to the, the two that I would keep are the content engine and the events engine, everything else. Events? I'd love to hear about that. Like what, oh, how are you doing events that don't just suck due to the world we're living in right now? Do you know what I mean? Like, how are you making events? Great. Like what's your, we don't, talk, we don't talk in our events. We don't talk and we don't demo our software. That's not what the event's about. The event is about how do you build it? How do you help people connect with people like themselves from around the world? And we just give our customers and our prospects, I mean, help people using other products. We're just trying to create a community where people say, look, I know how to come together and share because that's what people want. They want to know that they're not, that they're not alone. They want to be able to, and they want a place where, I mean, 
it sounds like cheesy, but they want a safe space where they can say, dude, I'm having a hard time. How do I get my boss? Or how do I get this? Yeah, it's a hassle. Like, what do I do? I need a playbook. It's like, dude, it's okay. We've all been there. It's like a big therapy group. Wait, so there's, a, under, there's a subliminal thing no one's talking about, which is most of us executives don't actually like to be publicly held accountable and OKRs make it happen. That's the thing nobody wants to talk about. But the truth is, is we either, because if you set out OKRs and you don't, a lot of people don't like to hold other people accountable. Right, and right. if you set out OKRs and you don't hold people accountable to them, you're a weak leader. And most of us don't actually want to be strong leaders who have to hold every person below us accountable to something that we publicly stated. And that's that psychological thing that I think you're addressing so well with community, which is the core driver of churn and lack of adoption, is how much cultural change happens when you publicly take goals. It's all Yeah, you know, it's totally crazy. Now, I'll tell you this, man, if I can can add something like OKRs, makes you a better people leader it really does like you can like i woke up on the first day of the quarter and i knew that everybody on my team knew what their outcomes were for q3 i knew that every they knew what everybody else's were they saw how it aligned and i could sit back and just get the hell out of their way and just say you want to go on vacation you want to lie on a beach i don't care you know what the outcomes are do it let me you know let me know how i talk to the end of the quarter baby and it's gonna be personal Exactly. You and exactly. I sat down. You said them. You agreed to them. You're you a professional. To them. Exactly. It's so. You need a budget. You should yes. ask for budget. Exactly. If you need resources, you should ask for resources. The truth is, you didn't hit the number. Now we're gonna have a coaching conversation, and I'm not the bad guy, right? Yeah. Like, it's not like the thing which is a historical problem is. Well, no, my manager keeps moving the goalposts. Right. You know, they hit it every week. I'm always doing this, but. That's the number one issue people complain about. I don't have clarity. And I say, I don't even care if you actually hit the number because, as you know, OKRs are designed to be stretched. So I know that there's a decent chance you won't hit it. But what I want to see is you keep putting one foot in front of the other during the strategy aligned with the outcome. Because as a manager, the hardest part is when our team gives us ideas, they forget that there is an explicit objective that you're being held accountable by the board, by the C-suite that you got to hit and they're giving you ideas that don't connect to that. And that's what I think you drive that alignment. All the and way. it makes me better because I don't come with some random drive-by idea that drives them crazy, which I used to do. And the other thing is, instead of like, it, 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 it forces me to not do their job for them. They come to me and say, hey, you know, I've been thinking about this. And, and if you decentralize the decision-making, you're going to get so many better ideas that you never would have thought of. And I'm like, this is freaking awesome, man. Yeah, you're not that. on the front lines with them. You don't have that customer feedback. I'm an idiot, and I'm old. I don't know anything anymore. No, it's the, the older we get and the higher we get in an organization, the more people have beneath us, the less we actually freaking know. And I think that's, that's the, the, the part that OKR is handling. That is now, the truth, totally. You're doing two things that are impossible to man- measure, and I'm not hoping for – I guess I'm hoping for a silver bullet, if we're being honest. I've got a great Slack community here called Society. Uh-huh. And I believe in a lot of the stuff you're talking about. When I do, so like when I call our services, they're all customer led. Like you have a customer led content strategy, totally. right? Like I believe in customer led. I believe in community and I believe in making it about others and not yourself. Now, easier said than done. I think you all have executed phenomenally. I think we're getting there. How are you, though? Like, so I'll show you why I do my Slack community and, I'll, and then I'll phrase the question. So okay. I do my Slack community because I want to get someone, let's say in your case, from 
searching what is OKRs and being at the point of discovery and informational intent. And I want to drive a bridge between my brand and where they're at with intent to the demo or the proposal. I want a way to drive value bi-directionally to a prospect, right. not one way, which is traditional marketing ops. Get them in my email. Let's get their email. and I'm going to hit them one way. I want to go bi-directional and interact with them. And so I have a free Slack group where you can ask any question related to customer generation. You can DM me and I will answer it. Like awesome. We're going to get real with you. Free consulting in our Slack group. We've got over a thousand members. Nice. But what we do is we look at members in our marketing ops environment that are part of our community that have then booked later funnel sales actions. And then we try to drive ROI and we know it drives ROI for us. How do you think about attributing so you can spend more money, let's say, advertising your community or make it a more prominent CTA over try now because you know most people aren't ready to try now, but everybody's ready for a community, right? Like, right. how are you thinking about where you position your community and how you measure its effectiveness? Yeah, so it's interesting. Like, I just, it's one of those things where I just know it works and I know it comes down to trust. And it basically, at the end of the day, nobody really cares. Like, the only person who's like, I don't care about attribution that much because I know that it's a multi channel, multi touch world. What I want to know is how much money did I spend? How much did it cost me to generate an opportunity? That's it. Everything in between, I can like say, oh, I'm going to try a little more Cayenne or a little more Cumin or whatever, like do this. I know community works because I know that this comes down to, especially the enterprise, it's about people trusting people. And if we're just here to help, and that's all we're here to do, we are here to help you on your journey from OKR curious to OKR religion aficionado and everything in between, we're just here to help. And if we build that relationship based on us helping you, when the day comes where you say, oh, I'm gonna need a platform to do this at scale, we're gonna have an opportunity. And then, you know, maybe the best platform win. I love it, I love it. Jeremy, thank you for being on Siren SaaS. Way to be, I just love how open you were and how real you were, cause that's what I want, right? I want everybody living here just like you. It's not about me, it's about learning from you and hearing like, what does someone in the trenches do when they're juggling a product-led company that wants enterprise? Right? That's not like, let's be real. That is kicking everyone's butt. That's not like a Jeremy GTM hub thing. That is a universal everyone thing. And I just love your perspective, man. This has been really, really cool. Well, I appreciate if, the opportunity. If people want to learn more about you, want to learn more about GTM hub, what's the best way to do it? Yeah. GTMhub.com. We're on Twitter. We're on LinkedIn, all the places. Uh, Definitely check out our gtmhub.com slash blog. Subscribe to that. We give out great content. Um, my, my big social is, is JER979 on Twitter. Uh, also on LinkedIn. That's where I spend most of my time. But, um, yeah, no, just uh, GTM Hub. And if you want to hit me up and, uh, you know, be involved in our community or anything, I'm happy to help uh, along the way because everyone's going to use OKRs. It's just a question of when you get there. I love it. I love it. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. And that's Sour Sass, everybody.